Welcome to No Room for Phonies, episode 76, Empty Nesting. Empty Nesting. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the title. I was going to say it. I was, I was like, waiting for you oh, to say the minute. title. Couldn't title. remember. Do you want to start over again? No, that's perfect uh, <laughs> that you were dozy. I don't know what to say about that. Uh, the green light moment for me uh, was reading in the actually in the book recommendation and the statement was, a relationship is a million little things every day for a lifetime. Wow. That's from that Frankel? Was, no. Oh. That's from the book recommendation, The Love Prescription. Oh, The Love Prescription is the right. To More Intimacy, Connection, and Joy by John and Julie Gottman. Yes. So it's a very good book. I should have brought it up to hold it yeah. up for the camera. But. but no, it's a really, really good book. Anyway, that quote is from that book. And okay. I just thought it really. Well, it suits because too. of how we are working on a relationship as empty nesters. Yes. And then the podcast recommendation. I don't think they're making this podcast anymore, but there's... It's still out there. But it's out there. It's called Small Things Often, and they actually have a blog and a podcast. And it's about exactly what that quote says, making sure that you keep your relationship strong by all these little things that you do every day for a lifetime. Yep. So it's pretty cool. So when I thought about talking about empty nesting, I thought that we should talk about what actually happens because in order to be an empty nest, the children have to leave. <laughs> so I just thought I'd talk a little bit about parenting with adult children and all that stuff okay. and then get into the like our relationship parts of it. Okay. Okay. So um, when it comes to our kids, we're not like always yearning for the past and we're, we try to move forward and make new traditions and memories. Yeah. I mean, we cherish everything that yes. we lived through, all the stages or whatever, but, but when it, we don't they, wish to go back to anything from there. As they get there. partners and whatever happens in their lives, you have to come up with new traditions like yeah. Christmas and all those kinds of things. So, yeah. and um, also, I don't think we deny our feelings about missing our kids or wanting to work on the unhealthy or difficult part of the relationships with our kids and their partners. No. So we're still Yeah, we're still working, working on, on having adult adult relationships yeah. with our kids and the partners. Yeah, and working it out. I mean, the blood connection's always there and the fact that we're parents are, is always there, but working towards a different dynamic. Yes. So that it doesn't feel parent-child anymore. It's yeah, I mean, there's an aspect of it, especially never when they're get asking shaken. for advice or yeah. they're upset about something or you're trying to help them. But I do that with my friends, too. So yeah. it's not really... No, I mean, it is a slightly different Absolutely. level of it, love it, it or connection is. or whatever. Yeah. So, and we also, we're not the type to wait for a text or a phone call when we make contact. We, you mean like if we want to hear from them? Yeah. Oh, we just reach out. We reach us. We, we don't like sit there and stew and pout and like, why aren't they calling me? And blah, no, blah, blah. we just call. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes to them, we're probably making a nuisance of ourselves, but it is normal for them to prioritize their friends and their jobs over us. But we don't have to just sit back and take it. No, we can figure but, it out. I mean, sometimes we just see if they've been active on social yeah. media and it's just about making sure, making they're, sure safe they're safe, safe breathing, checking in. And they actually check in with us too. Yeah. Like it's not. And like we know, too. like this weekend, Zachary and Leisha were busy with a friend. So yeah. I wasn't calling them every 20. Oh, how's it going? 
Like no, we give just, them their space. Yep. And definitely that leads to like really not taking things personally. We're honest about what we need them to do or how we need them to be. Mm-hmm. And then that means we don't have to sit back and, you know, take it personally or build up a whole bunch of things in our minds that are Well, happening. we both lived through parents with or mothers particularly with super high expectations mm-hmm. that were unreasonable. Yeah. And I think we just work on taming that. And I like we also don't put up with their crap, basically. Nope. Like we expect and we get appreciation and um you know, we keep a positive perspective and we're the book on relationships that we were talking about earlier talks about, you know, how you really need to work on 20 to 1 positive to negative. Oh, like 20 positive things to, to think or say or yeah, or, one or dwell on yeah. to one negative. Yeah. And so that's what because I negatives, try to keep in mind. Because negatives tend to overwhelm and drawn well, and out and then your your perspective is just negative and it doesn't yeah. make any sense mm-hmm. uh, we really try not to solve their problems for them and we're we kind of stay curious and ask them about you know deeper questions about their lives and dreams and thoughts and goals and and we share what we're learning and doing and ask them about what they're learning and doing mm-hmm. but well and we give them the freedom to change and not hold them to like old routines old attitudes yeah we're you know, expecting old, old habits to become, to become different people yes to, you know or at least to be continuing yeah. to find themselves yeah, when you're frustrated like or tired which word find yourself but it's that it is that kind <laughs> you're of, lost because you're not lost but to just no. continue it's to just figure it's, it's curious it's are. about curiosity and discovering who you are it's that tension between what you that you were talking about the other yeah. this morning and we try also not to second guess their decisions like, yep. because when you second guess them, then they get defensive and then they get resentful. Mm-hmm. So it's just better to support them and ask questions. Or, yep. And our kids are pretty open with us. So. Well, and I think they're used to us asking why. And I guess it depends what tone we use because there's a way of saying, well, why? And just, well, can you tell me wh- why like, you're thinking that? Yeah. And the tone sets the stage for the conversation going well after that. Yeah, for sure. And we also don't beat ourselves up about the things that we did wrong as parents. Well, you don't. I struggle more He with does, that. but <laughs> you shouldn't. I know I shouldn't. Because we're honest with them about and apologize for things and ask them what impact it had. And now then we can have, you know, you can even have healthy and comedic discussions about those times when we blew it or lost <laughs> yeah. control, right? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be, you know, if you've apologized for it and you said, oh, has it really impacted you? Right. Then, then... you kind of have to move on from it. Mm-hmm. But and we ask for what we need and we share our journey and we step back and do things for ourselves. And we also just don't dole out money. We're generous, but we aren't going to say, okay, well, you know, they want to take a trip, so we'll give them $5,000 when we're not taking a trip. Yeah, no. Like, we're, mm-hmm. we're not giving away Well, we, we're not of we that economic bracket that we can do that. Like, no. I know there are some people that can. And then there's some people that can do even less than we yeah. do. So, yeah. I mean, we're generous and we 
try to listen to what they need. And every once in a while, if we're able to and have funds that we can share, we do. But sometimes it's about giving time to yeah. spend or, yeah. you know. That's more important to us. I mean, we've actually said to our kids, if you can't come and spend time with me, like don't bother with all the fancy with money the gifts or and, gifts or yeah, all this stuff. Don't, because don't for use me, those the things to replace the time. The time yeah, is what matters. Because to me, it's most important that we spend time together as a family. Yeah. So so that's kind of the kid thing. That's kind of the attitude. About our, our being empty nesters? Yeah. yeah. The, that's how we, you know, and we encourage them to move out and we supported their independence. Yeah. Like we weren't like pining for them pining too. for them or trying to hang on to them because yeah. we are um we're building a life together yeah. like again like mm-hmm. not that we didn't have a life together but no but everybody 100 percent knows but our relationship pre-children was basically two years yeah including the pregnancy yeah so, so yeah i mean we're we're having opportunities to do things now mm-hmm. that we didn't haven't had and um, one of the things was um, turning toward each other. That comes from that book that too. Book, yeah. yeah, and ask and and these are the things that are in the book. If you're interested in reading it, the turning toward each other, the asking each other, the open-ended questions. So just just explore those each a little bit more. So sure. like the turning toward each other, that's like you say, oh. Um, you look up from a book you're reading and say, oh, this sentence is really interesting. And rather than me saying, mm-hmm, and looking down at my own phone or whatever, I right. turn up and say, oh, what, what are you reading? Yeah. So that's a small, like, a turn right. toward. But I mean... But there's, I mean, turning towards age, looks like everything. Right, um, you can say, hey, can you come... Well, you did it today because I said, can you come and give me your opinion about this mm-hmm. when, you're, when you have time? And yeah. you didn't make me wait no. 20 minutes. You came and mm-hmm. gave me your opinion about it. Mm-hmm. So that is the turning toward each mm-hmm. other, right? So And the next one is asking open-ended questions. Like, yeah, like, how are you feeling about our choices? How are you feeling about, you know, the food that we're eating? The decision, the, you know, mm-hmm. like, how are you feeling about our goals? Like, right. or what even, are our goals? Or even, you know, I know you seem very thoughtful today. What's on your mind? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So those kinds of questions. And then taking time to be curious and complimentary. Like, you're be- I, like you're beautiful. Yeah, like that sort of stuff. <laughs> like, you know, I, I really think you look nice in that shirt or those pants or like, mm-hmm. you know, I or, I, or you tell me something that... about that you've done at work and I say to you, wow, that was a really good decision. Or, right. That was a really whatever. Mm-hmm. And making it real, right? And looking for, and that's kind of turning towards each other in a way too. Instead of looking for everything that the person's doing wrong, mm-hmm. you're looking for what the person is doing right. Yeah. Because it's easy to find what's wrong. Um, like making life special and finding joy in the paradox of life. And we've had that kind of thrust upon us in the last little while, right? Because life is joy and sadness and anxiety and fear and mm-hmm like worry and bad and good all at the same time. And we, we can, you can still manage to find each other in all of that. Yeah. And choosing projects that bring you together instead of things that, you know, like 
if even if I don't really feel like going a walk with you or doing something with you, mm-hmm. choosing to do that because I I want to do that with you. Like, and then taking your generosity and your togetherness and and turning outward, right? Like, making. You mean looking uh, towards other people? Towards other people, right? right. Which we do that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like you make allowances for me to go. We we've chosen to have one car just because we think that that's a financial choice that and it's good stewardship of our money and it's better you know, for the environment. And everything right, else. and we make it work. Yep. Every almost, we have very few times. Once this year, I think you've taken a cab somewhere. Yeah, right? but I mean, it's because I couldn't walk. But normally, I yes, would walk the yes. distance. But I mean, I'm just saying we do make it work pretty regularly. And so, if I want to go babysit in Grimsby or pick up kids or do stuff with a mm-hmm. friend or go for lunch, we figure it out. And yep. even now, with your job being a bit more demanding and you have to spend some time on the Niagara on the lake campus mm-hmm. instead of just here in Welland, we do make it work. So um, that's part of being generous with each other and, and deciding together that those things are important to us. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, an authentic relationship is that, that's what I think we've been always aimed for. Yes. Right. So, I mean, Nothing becomes more authentic than you're done. You have no kids to distract you. Yeah. And then it's just the two of you. Right. And it's the two of you. And I mean, we still aren't both retired. I think that brings a whole other dynamic to the situation. Right. But during COVID, we were both at home mm-hmm. for two years together. Yeah. yeah. So. so I think um, in an authentic relationship, you have to have a willingness and almost like an eagerness to be challenged right oh, yeah well and like yeah you said willingness to be challenged like you have to be able to talk about what your goals are and help each other mm-hmm. move towards them right um and i think when emotions surface like feeling angry or sad or scared um you have to ask yourself what's going on with yourself rather than becoming judgmental or defensive or I like, and focus on what those feelings are telling me about what I need from you and then saying what I need. Right. Rather than, than just saying, Oh, I'm really angry right now and stewing in that anger rather than thinking about, well, what, what do I need so that I can feel supported in this anger so I can move past it? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think. And that's not even angry at me. It's just angry at a situation. Right. And, and I'm around. And I think um, the next one, like women have a tendency to, to feel as if we need to do or that we are doing everything. Right. And mm-hmm. so. Um, Instead of like always feeling as if, oh, I, I'm doing everything and you're just sitting back. Actually, <laughs> well, give, I would resent that. Yeah, well, actually, because I don't really other, think that I'm sitting back. But that's an back. ego thing, right? Yeah. And so actually, you know. Well, and there's, there's times where 
we get into the argument where you say, well, I just say to you, well, then sit back. Let me do it. Don't come in the room. Don't tell me how to do it. Like, actually, go away and and let me do it. And then to to recognize, um, like, that we are, like, privileged and we have a lot of things to be thankful for, but not to use, like, guilt and shame Mm -hmm. to get you to move or do what I want you to do. Rather, we we each empower each other. Yeah, just being honest. Yeah, and yeah, that's that willingness to remain humble. So, and there is like there is a time, probably for a lot of men, where you don't want to be helpless and you don't want to be, you want to be the dependable one, right? And you can't be, but you have to be willing to be humble and right. And just say, I I really do need help now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I think also. Um, we also have to recognize that we each bring baggage into the relationship and your baggage really does become more evident when you're empty when that's the two of you <laughs> right and so what mm. are you doing to actually engage in well and moving forward from some of the baggage that you bring to the relationship? i mean and we've always kind of worked on our baggage our whole marriage like that's one of the vows we made to each other was about working through yeah our own baggage and not burdening the other person right inappropriately with yeah and and now with the busyness of kids and the distraction of their lives and their problems some of our stuff just kind of got shelved right and then it's almost like well who's working hard you know you can fall into that thing where it's like who's working harder and who's got more on their plate and who instead of you know putting everything that you have to do together into a pile yeah. and figuring it out because i think sometimes and and they talk about that a lot in the book right about you know things are moving so fast that you actually have to stop and say otherwise you're just like too you know ships <laughs> Not crossing in the night, but two people just moving parallel. Parallel to each other. But when there's no kids and there's none of that tension, Mm -hmm. right, then it... But a lot of couples just get busy with other things. Yep. Right? Yeah. Each with their set of friends or their hobbies or... And I think you, you have to be willing to hear the anger without taking, again, without taking things personally. Or feeling shame or guilt. Yeah. And just talking it out, right? Mm-hmm. If you're angry, if you're feeling pain, and that whole of compassion and patience with each other, like all those things become amplified, right? When yeah, it's when just it's two, just the two when of it's you. just two people, right? Yeah. So, um, and I mean that we have really decided to be on that journey of growth and learning and change for life. Like we're never, I mean, I always felt that very sad about my dad right because he got to that point where he just said well I don't need to learn anything new anymore I've like I've been there like if you don't like me the way I am then just Mm -hmm. and I don't think that's a I know that that's no I mean I would say turning 50 I was able to shed a lot of the what is everybody thinking of me and yeah it's not yeah for me so but I it's different that rather than just flaunting I'm stuck. This is who I am. Yeah. And I'm not going to change. 
Like no matter what anyone says to me, I'm not going to. No, that's not us. And I mean, active listening, even when you're not ready to hear what the other person has to say to you, Mm -hmm. like, you know, and working out that whole thing, like all that stuff about you shouldn't go to bed angry or all that stuff. I don't think that that really works. No, nope. but I think you do have to find times when you can sit down and yeah, it's not good to stew about it, but it's also not good to just rush. Well, I mean, it's also our different styles, right? Yeah. So, I mean, rushing into something too fast could produce like a more volatile situation because there's not enough time to have thought things right. through. But stewing for things well, too. Well, knowing but stewing, if someone is tired or not feeling well or not at their best, and still pushing to go through some of the heavy stuff, uh, something really heavy, yeah. doesn't really. But make then sense. the the opposite is just stewing and stewing and stewing and like and being reluctant and evading discussing. Yeah, is also not. No, healthy. it's not good either. So I think also, like I firmly believe that you know remaining in a relationship is is like choice right Mm -hmm. and so now you've your kids are gone and now you have to make certain choices about like say for example so I'm retired now so every night of the week I'm out with friends or whatever like I'm never home because Because I'm tired I don't have to get up for work I don't have to do whatever but then but then we wouldn't spend any time together right and making that your priority, right? Mm-hmm. And the same. And and me spending hours and hours and hours of overtime work and getting yeah. buried in my job and yeah. leaving you lonely and even when you've made the choice to stay home. And I mean I mean, honesty, trust, integrity. I mean, I just think that all those um things that we talk about in our relationships when we maybe when we're first dating or you know like first moving in together and all that it kind of gets I don't want to say shelved because we were we brought up our kids with integrity yeah we just worked on it as that was our family mission statement instead of our couples right but now you're back to okay whatever Mm -hmm. you're doing is between the two of you first and then that spills out into all the other relationships that you have yeah and i mean when it comes to the kids and what we want from them and everything we do have to decide we're going to be that we're going to be on the same page with that with those decisions Mm -hmm. like you and i have to be on the same page we have to be on the same page so if we want them just like we were with discipline we had one voice rather right and then the other part is um understanding the impact of your words and your actions rather than your intentions the power of that you have over the other person right because there's just the two of you mm-hmm. in the room mm-hmm. like basically yeah so, so words carry a lot you know it's and not there's nothing i mean because i teach language i also always think of tone right and emphasis like it's not just the words, it's the right. delivery of the words that also matters. Yeah. Right? And I mean... Because, I mean, there'll be times where you'll say, you know, don't yell at me. And I'm like, I 
did I really raise my voice? Yeah. <laughs> but, but apparently just, I did. And it could be just the way I'm feeling, right? No, yeah. But if my volume was yeah. abrupt or short or whatever, then... And I mean, um, also, like, the book says, talks about a date night, right? Mm-hmm. But I think it's just the whole idea of, you know, being able to spend time together doing something where you're not... It, it's out of routine. Yeah, from, where it's in, not like, intense. Because it was or, like... You don't have to spend money. You don't have to be in a restaurant. You don't have to have a babysitter or an well, empty nesters. The, you don't have to do something like amazing. But it's just about a little bit of an adventure. Yeah, something, something a little bit outside of outside your the ordinary. Norm. Yeah. And I mean, that's when you hear each other's stories, right? Yeah. Which I think is important. Like mm-hmm. if you're, if, you know, because you can still just rush around. Yeah, well, and get and busy doing stuff. I mean, we've we've gone on an errand, and let's oh, let's pick up some a quick supper. So we stop and get a snack, and we're both on our phones, not talking. That's not a date, no. But then there's other times where it doesn't have to be a restaurant. We can no. just be at Sometimes home. Sometimes you just go just, for a walk and and just talk and mm-hmm. th- about each other's stories and right. Or turn the fireplace the, on and make a cup of tea. Yeah. Or, you're reading a book, I'm reading a book, but we're talking about what we're reading. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be intense. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea of like sharing, holding both joy and pain um, in relationships, like we have to hold both joy and pain and we have to be ready for that as part of what the relationship yeah. is. So, and I mean, I think that happens at all ages and generations right. but as as you age there's going to be more circumstances around just end fear of life and, and fear stuff and, happening yeah. yeah so i think the five things that i've learned and you can agree or disagree with me about marriage is that you need to talk about your relationship every day you need to choose to be on a journey to be better tomorrow than you are today like you actually need is that to, one thing or is that two? that's one okay because you actually need to be on a journey to improve your relationship yeah. like every single day yeah. you can't just kind of go oh i'll get to that no tomorrow, tomorrow. i mean sometimes that looks like are you okay is yes. everything okay it doesn't have to be a big discussion <laughs> right but it's the idea that i am turning toward you every day mm-hmm. and aware of you Mm-hmm. And aware of how you're feeling and what's happening right. every single day. And what's happening in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, do you seem, like you said, upset or whatever. Right. But it's a daily, mm-hmm. like I said at the beginning, it's small things every day for your lifetime, yeah. right? So, And then the second thing is that you can't compare your marriage or your style of living to anyone else. You have to make your own way. And you have to know what your basic... Um, principles clearly are so that you're not swayed by others all the time Mm -hmm. and i mean we found that because we certainly raised our children differently we never had like a lot of times we were friends with people who had a lot more money than we did yeah so there were their kids had a lot more experiences yeah and just the way we chose to live our life because i stayed home for a long time and Mm -hmm. We switched roles for a while, like, and I gave up my income yeah. for three years, and yeah. Um, you will change, so it's a good thing to find things that you share together, so you have common interests, and sometimes you need to stretch yourself to go into the other person's world a bit. Mm-hmm. 
which so, I did. <laughs> which I you did. I, knit, <laughs> I learned to crochet. I learned to sew. I learned to do all kinds and of I, things I that learned you to, like to do. And I learned to go out with friends to dinner parties and to host dinner parties and to. Right. Because that wasn't your thing no. at all. Right. <laughs> no. So you have to. Yeah. Um, life happens and you need to hold on to each other. Like physical intimacy is important in good and bad times. And you have to live out the balance of the good and the bad at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like it can't just become, I mean, there are moments for sure when it's all just difficult, yeah. but it can't be. About a handhold and a hug. Yes. You have to find carries that, you that through way. A lot of that. And the last thing is that you have to be able to confront each other and push each other and challenge each other like all the time. No matter what's going on, you have to be able to do that. You forgot about being funny. Oh, well, (laughs) I kind of was trying to say that, finding things to share together so that That you are humorous, that you have fun together and do things together. So I don't know if you agree with those five things. I do. Those were the main kind of things that I felt. So. We and are, I didn't do as much research for this podcast. So. No, but that's fine. But, you know, you, um, we have um, become empty nesters. We have been empty nesters for like a year, right? Not yet. Not quite nine, a year. Nine months. Nine months. So, and they haven't been the easiest nine months overall. Nope, not at all. So, um, but we have figured it out. Right. Mm -hmm. So we just encourage, like, I just hate to hear, you know, sometimes you hear people are no longer married, like after 25 or 30 years of marriage. And I just think, well, what happened? All of a sudden you just decided that you weren't Weren't compatible. Like what people say they fell out of love. Yeah. Um, what else you hear? And I think you, you grew apart. You can get distracted by, you know, thinking, well, the grass is greener over here or this or that. But, I mean, the person that you've invested your whole life in is the person that you should want to spend your empty nest life with. I and would, I, I would hope that for people. I yeah. mean, I know that a lot of people don't. But I honestly would think that if you are kind of, at that point, like when we, when I read that book, like mm-hmm. it's sev- basically seven days to like rekindling, yeah. whatever. If you, if you're, if you're willing to try something like that, mm-hmm. you wouldn't even need to go to therapy or no, but, and the other thing is it's just good for everybody yeah. to rethink about. Yeah. And then there's an aspect of it, which I thought, this kind of applies to parents and ki- adult kids. Right. Right. I mean, I know, you know, obviously certain parts of it have make no sense, but. Um, no, turning towards each turning other, towards more each positive other, than asking negative. Asking open questions. Yeah. Yeah. And well, e- it's all this relationship stuff that I was just talking about. Yeah. All that, uh, you know, being, trying to be authentic and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that is our little bit on and we bike together we sew together we knit we crochet we walk yeah we and i lot. do all those outdoorsy things which is me changing who yeah, i was you've changed a lot well and the other thing is i i would say that 
you know, we, we are focused on trying to be as healthy as possible because stuff happens to you, whether you yeah. are the healthiest person or not. The well, and that's, person. that's what made our first nine months of empty nesting rough is right. my health diagnosis. And yeah, so we haven't really talked about it no, on the podcast. No, we haven't talked about it at all. But I you mean, might notice that if you're watching the video that my face is shaved and I'm growing back a mustache. So I'm doing this for Mo- Movember. And it's a fundraiser uh, to raise awareness for men's health, particularly prostate cancer um, is how the whole movement started. But now they've expanded to other areas of men's health as well. And um, so I was diagnosed nine months ago. Mm-hmm. And had uh, surgery almost two months ago. And then in a few weeks, I'll find out uh, whether I'm in all clear. Yeah. So um, all those kinds of things are what happens when you're empty nesting. I mean, we our experience was difficult, but um, people, you know, lots of people have, you know, you've got to hang on to what you've got, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't know nope. what the future holds and so nope. i mean i guess our encouragement is you know the little and like birds... we were we were helping our youngest move out two weeks before we found out what was going going on with me yeah and i mean you your little birds have flown the nest so you need to find ways to celebrate each other and the life that you've built together as a couple and then that just flows out into the rest of your life yeah so that's our empty nest. And if you want to become involved in Movember, um, every time I post on um, Facebook or Instagram Instagram, or even Twitter, there is a link to your um, Movember page. Yep. So you can join the you fight. Can, you can join the fight. You can raise awareness. You can You don't have to share. donate money. No, you don't have to donate Um I've been cycling, so, so far in November, even with the cold and everything, I have an indoor bike now. So I've been cycling, and I have done 95 kilometers so far. I hope mm-hmm. to do 300 by the time That'd the end great. of November hits. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. But um, there's lots of ways. And, I mean, and a big, well, and to me, it's like if you are connected to a man that you love, uh, or you are a man, then it's important uh, once you turn 40 to get everything checked for prostate cancer. Um, And the other thing... It's becoming more... They're discovering it earlier and earlier. It's not an old man's disease anymore. Um, And I think the other thing that you need to know is that if you are someone who is going through this with your loved one and you have... Like our... um, We were very lucky to get... You were very lucky, sorry, to get the robotic surgery, which is nerve sparing mm -hmm. and and whatever but it ensures a much better quality of life after the surgery but me as a partner going through the experience of supporting him after the surgery let's just say that the medical system didn't provide a ton of helpful information (laughs) so if you are or someone you love is going through something and they have had some kind of surgery for prostate um, whether it's that or the laparoscopic or whatever, whatever kind, yeah. Please don't hesitate to reach out because I'm ready to write like a manual for people because it's mm-hmm. just and we have books that we can recommend and yeah. things that just and to and make the surgeons don't recommend anything about 
after the surgery except the basics, no. but nothing else. So you have it's to, really fending for yourself. Yeah. So we uh, we've been through we've been down that road. Um, I can talk about my experience with the medical system maybe another time, but mm-hmm. um, you really do need to learn things, and and we really do need to reach out to each other because that um, that just makes it easier on everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, so please support Movember if you can, and um, we're going to come back at the end of. Uh, November 30th, I'm going to talk about quilting. Awesome. Just yep. how I ended up here and... And why that. you took it up and how you took it up. And, and all the things that I've learned about being a quilter and mm-hmm. some of the things I've done and that sort of thing. So if you And isn't it fun that you know more about a craft than... Yeah, <laughs> for the first time in my life, I know more. So November 30th is my quilting life. We are setting up... Um, special guests for the new year mm-hmm. we have some people that have agreed already to come on the podcast yeah we're sending out invita- new invitations all the time so if you listen and you'd like to be on the podcast please reach out to us it would be great um to have you we're not and we're like talking about any topic about yeah enjoying or just talking about, to each other right like but about living your best life like yeah. anything and, can be any, uh, we can work anything into that. And we, we have asked some famous people, but obviously we don't have enough of a listenership <laughs> to attract big names. But we, we just want people in our circle to be part of our podcast and, and uh, share their version of their life and what they've learned. Well, and one thing that facing your mortality and everything is makes you think of is the fact that your story could fade within 25 to 40 years as the generations move along. So having a podcast like this is a, it pre- it, it it's a good place. It preserves yeah. things. And I mean, our, our whole thing is just to bring a different perspective on life and, you know, into other, into other people's homes so that they think about life in a different way or yep. that it inspires them to do something that they hadn't done before. So... We'll be back on November 30th with My Quilting Life. Very good. Thanks for joining us today on Empty Nesting and More. Um, No Room for Phonies, episode 76. 